0: Welcome, this is Andrew Schechter, host of the Politically Incorrect podcast on EA Truth Radio, brought to you by Eternal Affairs Media every Thursday night. Tonight we have a very special return guest, and that return guest is Clay Clark of the Reawaken America Tour. We're going to talk about some very interesting things this evening. Before we begin, however, we we'll stop and we'll say a prayer to our Lord. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we pray this evening for our great guest, um, that you light Plays way and make the path straightforward to success to bring the light of jesus to everyone in the in a nation and in the world may a, may a re- reawaken america tour bring people back to christ and bring people back to the wonders of god and the glory of your name we pray in your heavenly name amen Without further ado, everyone should know Clay Clark. By now, Clay Clark, introduce yourself, give a little brief intro and what the topic is going to be tonight. We were talking about before the uh, the interview started.
1: Yeah, well, my name is Clay Clark. I'm the host of the Reawaken America Tour, the organizer of the Reawaken America Tour and the host of the Thrive Time Show podcast. We put out uh, usually in a typical week, uh, maybe uh, 25 podcasts a week or so ish. And uh, it started out as a business podcast uh, over 10 years ago and where I would teach people how to start and grow a successful company. Um, but now a lot of people are um, you know, in a place and space where they want to know about the Great Reset and they want to know about the political stuff. That's They want to know about how to grow a business, but they also want to know about how to navigate the Great Reset. And so on our show, we try to talk about all these relevant things. So if you're out there seeking uh, time freedom and financial freedom, that's that's a wonderful thing. But you can't do that if you don't have the freedom to own a business or to withdraw money from the bank or mm-hmm. these very fundamental freedoms that are being taken away from us right now. So that, that's what we talk about on The Thrive Time Show.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I know one of the big topics tonight we were talking about was the it, and it has to do with this great reset is the switch over to digital currency i've noticed a number of banks have been putting up signs saying that there's a limit to the amount of cash you can withdraw now there's a lot of a lot of uh, moving parts to this uh there's the the uh the off uh, there's the um um uh, national currencies the national digital currencies and there's the uh the the uh all the um these cryptocurrencies that are out there that are related that they're trying to trying to get a rain on, you know, rain in on it. They're also trying to stop. You could see that with the, um, uh, federal government limiting the uh, forcing rather the reporting of $600 or more sales, causing people not be able to go into business. How do you start a business when it's going to cost you a thousand dollars for a, for a, uh, uh, an accountant for a $600 sale stupid. But anyway, maybe you can see, enlighten us on that. That was your big topic for tonight. What's happening and how, what what kind of time frame? I think it's coming very quick. What do you think?
1: Well, okay. So what I, what I want to do is so many great questions there. What I want to do is I like to... If I can, I always like to uh, uh, you know, have, let you hear from people that are more intelligent than I am or more respected or more well-known. So I'm going to play this first clip. This is Kevin DeMeritt, who was the founder. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's known as being um, a very successful founder of a precious metals company. For anybody out there that doesn't know, his name is Kevin Merit, and he's known as the founder of Lear Capital. And he's joined with Robert Kiyosaki, the, the author of The Rich Dad Poor Dad book series, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I'm going to play this audio clip, and I want people to really dial in and listen to what Robert Kiyosaki and, uh, again, Kevin Demerit of Lear Capital have to say. So
2: here we go, folks. Well, on August 22nd, 2023 of this year, in Johannesburg, South Africa, the BRICS nations are meeting. BRICS stands for um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Kevin, what does that meeting mean to you, the BRICS nation in Johannesburg, South Africa, 22 August, 2023?
3: What it means to me is that if they create this currency backed by gold, Robert, this will be the largest transfer of wealth between nations we will ever see in the history of, of, of money.
2: Right. And the, the BRICS.
3: The
2: let me just say one thing. The BRICS were just five nations a while ago. They estimate by the time the meeting comes in, there may be 41 nations. That's correct. But um, I'm going
3: to give people an indication right now.
2: Let me the, the finish. They're so pissed off that the United States ripping us off paying fake money. Even the BRICS nations are pissed off. But Americans? No, we have no idea. (laughs) The BRICS are pissed. And so they're going to join up and they're going to say, we're not going to take your piece of toilet paper Mm -hmm. anymore. What does that mean, Kevin?
3: Well, two things. Uh, I want to go back. Those five countries, okay, if people don't understand who they are, you said it, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. That's 40% of the population of the world. 3.2 billion people is 40% of the population. Just those five countries, you start adding in more countries, where's the tipping point? You get to 50% or 60% of the people, the dollar's gone. But here's what it means to me with the transfer of wealth. Let's forget about the fact that there's a little bit of paper in this brick currency and we just use gold. Okay, I came from international banking, which you just asked me about. So I understand trade very well. The United States has almost, last year, a $960 billion trade deficit. If we were dealing just in in gold, we were trading gold back and forth, I would have sent $960 billion extra dollars to a country that sent me toys, uh, clothes, cars, everything that depreciates, and they ended up with almost a trillion dollars worth of gold. So what happens to that currency? To have that currency, you need to back it by gold. That means there's going to be some gold demand, which probably pushes up the price of gold. It's backed by gold. It pushes up the value of that currency, and it pushes down the value of the dollar. So my deficit keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I keep throwing more and more gold over to them, and I have less. When it's paper dollars, nobody, can, nobody gets it, but you turn it into gold, or let's say I was trading real estate. Heck, the whole real estate market in the United States is worth $70 trillion. If I give a trillion dollars to a different country of our real estate, that's one and a half percent of our real estate. In six years, I've given 10% of our real estate away.
2: That's yep. what it means. But our government is killed. The good news is the Barbie movie's coming out and they're gonna sell a lot more Barbie dolls, you know, from China. Yeah, 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 Which will push up the trade? You get the idea. I mean, this is
1: this is some radical stuff. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're all teaming up together to unleash, to introduce a new programmable central bank digital currency. And once they introduce this new currency and they move away from the U.S. dollar, this will become very, very relevant for all your listeners today.
0: So I guess to add to that, now we're not on the gold standard but there's a lot of people buying gold. How does that affect this uh, great push to you know go out and buy gold and the gold's going to I assume it's going to go up. But how is that going to affect us in a uh, in our fiat currency currency society as this uh, progresses?
1: Now I'm going to walk people through this and for somebody out there that's a really smart listener, a lot of your listeners are super smart people. Uh they're going to hear this and they might feel like this is an over oversimplification, but let's just kind of work through this analogy. So Right now, every, I want everyone, all the listeners out there, think about all the stuff that you have in your kitchen, in your home. Think about the stuff you have, the toaster you got, the TV, the uh, boxer shorts you're wearing today, the socks on your feet, shoes on your feet, the uh, Tupperware in your cupboard. The uh, Think about the things you have. And I want to ask you this question. What percentage of the things that you have are made in America? Or they're they're purchasable from an American company? What what percentage? I, I don't know that number. I'm just asking the question. So now we ask the question is where do we get these things from? You know, like where do we get these things from? These, these products and services, the products that we get, where are we getting them from? Are we are we getting them from uh parts of America or are they all are they all uh, brought in from other countries are they okay they're all they're all brought they're all imported okay so what do we give these countries in exchange for all the stuff that we buy from them do we do we give them anything of that? do we give them gold? How do we pay them now? We pay them with fiat currency we pay them with fiat currency currency via decree currency that's backed by nothing other than a relationship with Saudi Arabia. well, guess what? Saudi Arabia is now joining BRICS, so Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They're all teaming up together, and the only thing that's a provide, added any value, the only thing that's kept value to the U.S. dollar since 1971, because in 1971, quick history lesson, America moved off the gold standard in 1971 per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger, and in 1971, America uh, began this thing. We, we began this thing where we move out the gold standard. Well, then in 1971, Klaus Schwab starts the World Economic Forum per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. And in the early 1970s, again, per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger, the same Henry Kissinger that keeps talking about the implementation of the New World Order, and the same Henry Kissinger that advised Nixon to begin uh, exporting our jobs, our manufacturing jobs, to China, uh, that Henry Kissinger. So now America uh, began introduce we, we moved into this thing called the petrodollar in the early 1970s for the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. And so the petrodollar works like this, is that uh, we uh, protect Saudi Arabia. America protects Saudi Arabia militarily in exchange for Saudi Arabia exporting oil and pricing the oil in U.S. dollars. And then depositing some of the profits in US banks, thus giving the value to the petro dollar. You know? And so uh it's it's you know, it's it's uh it's I, I don't know. Uh, you know, and it's uh it's we're in a time right now where if there's no petro in the petro dollar, um, what does that mean for the value of the dollar? I, I don't have all the answers. Um, but it would appear to me as though we're going to be uh, a country that does not have any financial credibility, and the vast majority of the earth is simply going to stop engaging in trade with the United States.
0: And it, you know, I was just going to ask that question too. What happens? You know, we, we're buying everything from China. We, like you said, we pay in fiat dollars. We're not going to be able to buy anything from China if they're not accepting fiat dollars. Now there's twenty. What hap- What what about just a, let's go hypothetical. So let's say we can't trade with China anymore because they won't take our, our fake money. Would that maybe not brick force us to bring back uh, manufacturing to the United States? I don't think so. But what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, how would we do that? The question. That's the question I have is how do we do that? So I'm just going to pick on myself and the people I know. Um, a lot of people that I know um, are largely dependent on. Virtually everyone I know is dependent upon imports. So let's just say that tomorrow, that Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they decide to team up together and they roll out this new currency and they announce that they're moving away from the US dollar. You know, if they do that, if they move away from the US dollar, what that's going to do is immediately it's going to push people into um, a depression. Or something worse than that. I don't even know how you'd describe it. What would it be like when the stores that have the products and services that you need don't accept your money?
0: Now, that well, that's an interesting thought, because what's, what would happen in the United If the United States is the only cur, uh, country using fiat currency, uh, let's, let's just say hypothetically that oh, I don't need Barbie dolls and I don't need whatever, and we can and we can – switch over manufacturing of some of the necessities and in, in shorter, like we did during the pandemic, but things like food that are, that are local. And I mean, how would it affect the local, the, the national economy, as opposed to, uh, you know, the import. And I, I, I know that the two are are interrelated, obviously, but you know, I, I, I could see, I mean, chaos, obviously, but you know, things, certain things would keep going and certain things would not. I mean, we would probably, Thrown back into the Stone Age would be my guess. What do you think?
1: I mean, I agree. I think that's what you're. You're. I think that's what we're we're talking about. I mean, this would be the single largest transfer of wealth in the world's history. Um, I want to play this clip here because there's other people that are, you know, again, more credible than me or more well known than me. This is Russian state media called RT News. I want people to listen to what RT News is reporting. Listen to this. This is is Russian-controlled state media.
4: The BRICS group is set to introduce a new currency backed by gold in contrast to the credit-backed U.S. dollar, with countries lining up to join the growing initiative. The
1: BRICS countries are planning to introduce a new trading currency, which will be backed by gold. More and more countries recently expressed desire to join BRICS.
4: The one final note i will uh, make is that if you think about the benefits of digital money there are huge potential gains it's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency you can have programmability you know um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates you could have as i argue in my book a potentially better and yeah, some people might see it or a darker world where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable, like say ammunition or drugs or pornography or something of the sort. And that is very powerful in terms of the use of a CBDC, and I think also extremely dangerous for central banks. Because ultimately, if you have different units of central bank money with different characteristics, or if you use central bank money as a conduit for economic policies in a very targeted way, or more broadly for social policies that could really affect the integrity of central bank money and the integrity and independence of central banks so there are wonderful notions of things that can be done with digital money but again i fear that technology could take us to a better place But equally has the potential to take us to a pretty dark place.
1: Okay, I mean they're saying they're describing this. Now that's Eswar Prasad speaking at the World Economic Forum's 14th annual meeting of the New Champions, Summer Davos. So this is this is real stuff. This is this is happening. This is not. This was June 28th of 2023, and I think that if it weren't for great programs like yours. People would not know this. I mean, I would ask you this question, and I know you're the one interviewing that. You're the one is your show, but I would like to ask you this. What percentage of Americans do you think have any idea that Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa are meeting here on um, August 22nd to
0: announce the expansion of the BRICS countries? I mean, what percentage? If it's 2%, that's a lot. I'll be honest with you. I agree. Now I'm going to ask you a question because I I was doing some cryptocurrency while, as it built up to its you know, great before the collapse of cryptocurrency, made some pretty good money doing it too, which is pretty nice. But I learned a lot about about uh-huh. economics, supply side economics, and, and other sort. And one of the issues that I found because gold, the reason one of the reasons we went off the gold standard originally was a limited supply of gold. How do you how do you handle gold backed currency when there's eight billion people or 9 billion people in this world, you know, when you talk cryptocurrency where you know, you, you have like a Dogecoin, you have, it's unlimited supply. So it's worth absolutely nothing, even though it goes up and down a little bit. And you got Bitcoin. It's totally limited. It's going to be out of it. You can't make any more at some point. And, and yet, you know, you can only have so many people buying into that. And, and, and the price goes up as it goes up. And wouldn't that be like totally inflationary as well? Or How would that even work? To have a gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency? Yeah, because you only have so much gold, and the more people that buy into it, the, the now, more. I, what I what I, I never want to do is I never want to be the guy who
1: hops on your show that just throws a hypothesis out there. <laughs> <to> <laughs> the fact, um, person, but um, there's the show called the Stansberry Research Show, where she does a very good job asking some pretty well-known economists um, how this would work. uh, One by the name of Rick Rule. Rick Rule is his name. And I feel like he offers some good insight on that. Um, I'm going to play this real quick here because I want people to hear this. I, I don't want to mislead your listeners in any way, shape, or form. So I'm going to punt on that question because I don't quite understand. I just know that this is programmable central bank digital currency. The, the, I do know that the Bank of International Settlements, which is headed up by Augustine Carstens, they're pushing this heavily, and it's currency you can turn on or off, folks. You know, you can make the, you can make the currency expire. I mean, you can make the currency. Uh, you can make it where you can't use the currency to buy things like meat, food, gas, ammo, anything, because it's programmable. So listen to this, folks.
3: A, a, a key difference in with the CBDC. This
1: is uh, Augustin Carson's explaining the key difference of the central bank digital currency.
3: Is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that a expression of central bank liability.
2: The nature of money
1: is going to change quite dramatically. The old systems of of trust and of ownership uh, will have to adapt radically.
2: This is Richard Werner, the top academic scholar in the world on central banking. He wrote the book and did the documentary, The Princes of the Yen, about the Japanese central bank. Here he is in Malmo, Sweden, in May.
1: The nature of this CBDC, what, what is it actually going to look like? They never talk about that. Um, but I heard one European central banker tell me what it's going to look like. He saw it, and it was around this,
2: this large and would be implanted under your skin. CBDC. If that happens, we're done. Just wild. Just
1: wild. You know, I, I just I could say that um, you know, I don't know um how it all works out. All I know is that you're you're hearing this discussion. I mean, Richard Warner, a very respected uh central bank digital currency expert, is saying this technology is going to be implanted under your skin and you can't buy without it being put under your skin. <clears throat>
0: That's crazy now i i don 't know to what extent in this country that 's going to work but here's here 's a thought here 's something I was thinking of is that let's say hypothetically and now you 've got these these programmable automated vehicles too that you, i mean everything talks to each other so and, and already already i 've seen uh the, the, the ads that some of the new uh, um, cars can actually, the automatic driving cars can actually drive themselves back to the impound lot if you miss a payment. i that kind of crazy stuff. But imagine this hypothetically: so you're a you're a battered a battered wife or husband or whichever, and you grab your kids, you run out the door because you're getting beat up and you're going to get killed otherwise. You get in your car and you drive off. Everyone knows where you're at. You go to stop to get a, a get a get a, a sandwich with your digital currency, and next thing you know, your car doesn't work. The cops show up at your door, and you're you're arrested and put in jail. Or you're you're the spouse that's battering you is coming after you and has killed you because now they know where you're at. I mean, it's a scary thought.
1: It is a scary thought, and I just think that people need to really sit down and understand the the profundity. Of what is happening right now, and understand this technology is more and more sounding like Mark of the Beast technology.
0: No, absolutely absolutely and you know if you go in i mean i would i would probably be one of the first ones to go to be honest with you, because i like doing a lot of crazy experiments and I, they would see me buying this crazy stuff and say oh i'm we're going to we're going to send the the uh Gestapo to his front door and you know throw throw him in a clink because he's a terrorist but i'm not i'm just you know i'm a i'm a guy who likes to experiment with things and play with stuff I and mean, same thing on the internet when people make you know certain comments we've already seen that um you know that, that it, it, and it all it's all part of this big picture of a hundred percent control so that they don't basically they can get rid of all the police departments, that they want because they don't know where you are every second of the day. One hundred
1: percent correct. I got one more clip I want to share with you, folks. This is wild stuff. Listen in. Here we go. Of the CBDC, what what is it actually going to look like? They never talk about that. Right. Um, but I heard one European central banker tell me what it's going to look like. He saw it, and it was around this this large, and would be implanted under your skin.
2: See. BDC. If that happens, we're done.
1: They started their CBDC.
2: Maybe we should start having the conversation of this just looks like the mark of the beast. COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance, even in democratic countries, and it makes surveillance go under your skin. (laughs) Wallet Moore says the $300 chip is the
0: size of a grain of rice. You'd most likely have it implanted in your hand, and once it's activated, you can use it at a checkout by just swiping your hand over the card reader.
4: I want people
2: to go read Executive Order 14067. Executive
1: Order 14067, signed, by uh, Uncle Joe the 8th of March of 2022 and it went into effect 13 December
2: 2022. see? If that happens, we're not. The old systems of, uh, of trust and
1: of ownership uh will have to adapt radically. This is just wild stuff. I mean, you have Yuval Noah Harari, the top advisor for Klaus Schwab, saying the old systems of ownership, you know, are going to have to change radically. I don't know what that means. I don't know that I want to know what that means, but that's what's going on and I want to leave your listeners with three uh, calls to action and some free stuff. So if you're out there today and you want to find jobs that do not require the COVID-19 shots, you can find those at time2freeamerica.com. If you want to uh, download the Reawaken America tour documentary featuring uh, Pastor Archer Pulowski, General Flynn, Mike Lindell, etc., you can watch that tonight at free for free at time2freeamerica.com. And if you want to join us on the Reawaken America tour in uh, uh, two Tulare, uh, California, in December, the month of Christmas. December, the month of Christmas. You can get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com, Tulare, California. It's all, just outside of Fresno, California. Um, also, if you want to join us on the Reawaken America Tour in the uh, beautiful Trump Doral, Miami, Florida, in October 2023, you can get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com. And finally, if you want to join us for the Reawaken America Tour in Las Vegas, Nevada, as of right now, we have 52 tickets remaining, and you can get those tickets today at time2freeamerica.com.
0: Clay, I'll leave you with one thought, too, and that's just praise Jesus, because no matter how it turns out, we have the Savior behind us, and we will be saved because we believe. That's all I can say at this point. I'm sure you agree.
1: I agree with you, brother. Thank you so much for what you do, for what you've done previous to now and what you're going to do in the future. I really appreciate you allowing God to use your voice for this time.
0: And you the same. Clay Clark, folks, from Reawaken America Tour, please visit him, help him out, help his cause. Always welcome back, Clay. You have a great, fantastic evening. Thanks for being with us tonight. Take care, Andrew. Take care. Bye-bye.